covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local podcast. Hey guys, this is the Listen Local podcast. I'm Isaiah Moinkin. Join us always by Colton Air and Jacob Blazer. So we got new equipment. Isaiah, are you sure we're recording right now? Are we all on? Yes, yeah, so there's this big square button that says record and it's red. And there's also, it's there's a timer. It's counting how long we've been recording. So oh. I am fairly certain um, that we're recording. And then I have another thing to my right that says we're recording as well. So, so is this dummy proof? Um, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I was hoping uh, I could get you to say no, that. I believe in like jinxes and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of wood in this office, so we can you can knock oh. along. But. Oh, um, not on the table though. On that I note, on that note, leaves are falling off the trees. I think we're finally ending the fall season here. It stayed a really long time, a lot longer than I thought it was going to this year. Um, the trees are looking quite bare outside of the window finally today. And the forecast looks awful. Hey. Well, I, mean, I mean, it looks like fall. Yeah. Finally. As long as Did you we... go out to a pumpkin patch, Jacob? No, I went downstairs. I saw enough pumpkins I needed to see <laughs> here at Traders. So, um, so we're going into, like I said, we're, we're ending the fall season, which I, I felt like as a photographer, I loved. It was The colors were great this year. Um, but we're going into that season where it gets sort of, and I hate to say it, it's sort of ugly around here. This season, when it's this look outside, all is I'm hoping for is the big snow. And then, you know, ice on the lakes, of course. We got to so, get through hunting season, though. Oh, hunting season first. I forgot. Oh, how did I forget <laughs> hunting season? How did you forget about that, Jacob? It's yeah. like the most important thing. I thought that's, the isn't that fall. what you, like, live for? Yeah, right. I uh, <laughs> Funny story. Um, Colton and I were, and Isaiah, I guess, we were joking the other day that I shot a gun for the first time in about 15 years the other day. And it was a Desert Eagle. Probably not the first gun I should shoot. Um coming off of a 15-year hiatus. That thing had some kick. Yeah, there was no easing into back into that. It was just like, mm-hmm. here you go. Mm-hmm. Jump, you shot, jump into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Whatever. I can't say I've ever shot one of those. So yeah, well, it's... Yeah. Got a leg up on me. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, got right. a, we got an exciting show today, though. We I'm, do. I'm, I'm excited, I'm, yeah. Uh, we're here with uh, with Dan, Walleye Dan. So he's going to join us in a, in a minute here and talk through some uh, some of his past and how he got to where he is today. So excited for that. Last episode, who do, who did we have on last episode? It was just us. We in, we talked to um, Isaiah had talked out and about with That's right. uh, Eric with from Eric. Duluth Coffee. Yep. Um, we do have another Isaiah out and about, and it's going to be called that until one of our listeners tells us that that's a really stupid name and we should come out with some, or come up with something else. And uh, Okay. Yeah. Who did you talk to this week in Out and About? Ooh, I had the famous Ken Lacey on, and we got to sit and chat about some new up-and-coming up things and some new news regarding Lakes Jam, so Sweet. Uh, tune in for that a little later. Yeah, I think they announced their, their lineup yep. in full, right? They've got it. Uh, yeah, everything for the main stage. They still have their Bob, F- Bob FM secondary stage that will have a group of artists on it, and then there's a VIP stage. But as far as the main stage and all of the opening acts from, like, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon until their headliner – all of those acts have been announced. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we went over all that and got to chat a little bit about those. Clear your throat there. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's cool. We'll, we'll get into that after we talk with our guest. And our guest, why don't we just introduce him right now? Isaiah, are you ready? Is Walleye Dan's microphone on, Isaiah? He is on. Walleye Dan, well, good, good to morning. have you here. Thank you very much. Good to be here. What have you been up to lately? Oh, my goodness. Where do we begin? You know, do you want to talk about this morning? Where <laughs> we could go from this morning. I saw you were just out in Wyoming. You did some hunting out there. You know what? 
Let's go way back to the beginning, actually. Tell our listeners where the origin of Walleye Dan started. Well, I believe that that would just have begun with a passion for fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the one that would, you know, as even a little kid, I'd sit there on the dock all day, every day. And, um, and as I grew up and, you know, was using my dad's boat, um, you know, that passion never went away. And I was up working at, um, at the Quarterdeck Resort mm-hmm. back in, I don't even remember what year it was, but uh, just remember, you know, quizzing the guides at that time, you know, when they'd come in and drop off guests. But I'd ask questions, and they would be really tight-lipped. And, you know, Mark Lee in particular, he was a legend on Gull Lake, and, you know, would, would give me some general, you know, advice, but not a lot, which is fishing guide-like. Right. So I'm like, you know what? These guys are getting paid to fish. You know what? And I'd spent a ton of time on gull and on vacations and with my dad's boat. And I'm like, I can do this. So I had a business card printed up, Gull Lake Guide Service. Nice. And we didn't have cell phones back then. So I didn't have a phone number on it. So yeah, it's like, how does that work? How do you get a hold of this guy? Yeah. Small town, yeah. you know, back then, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, knew everybody. And yeah, he's working over at the quarter deck. But bottom line is I built a little bit of a clientele Mm -hmm. and it seemed like um you know through the through the resorts it was like and now i'm gonna flash ahead a little bit i had had met my wife shelly got married in 95 yeah hopefully she's not listening right now um (laughs) got married in 95 and um i'm sure her mom was like well what does he do well he's a fishing guide and it's like well we're gonna have to do something about that you know if he's gonna support my daughter so she was uh, assistant city administrator uh, at the city of Baxter at the time. And she's like, well, a job opened up in the parks department. And, um, you know, you should look into that. So I, I knew I had an in and I felt a little pressure there to at least apply. Bottom line, I got the job. I was working there painting, you know, ball field lines and flooding hockey rinks. And my, my uh, supervisor, Roy Rowan, I would be in there about or I'd call him about every other day. Hey, Roy, can I have the day off? I've got a fishing trip that, uh, you know, I can take. And he was the most, you know, lenient boss. And so I was able to, you know, fish whenever I needed to fish. And and now to get to that Walleye Dan name, I was in the office doing what <laughs> we're doing right now, drinking coffee, right? It's a city yeah. job. And, and the recreation director at the time, Bud Repinen, you know, he's like, Dan, you got to set up an email account. And I'm like, well, what's that? You know what? Email? He goes, what do you want your name to be? And I said, I don't know. He had been out fishing with me the, you know, two weeks before with the sun, and we just pounded the walleyes on gull. I I believe it was a November day, and, you know, we just hammered them. Remember exactly where we were at the time. And and I go, yeah, you tell me. He goes, walleye Dan. And I'm like, that'll work. So it was <laughs> walleye Dan at hotmail.com. There you go. Gotta love the old hotmail.coms. Exactly. So that's where it began. I started signing my fishing report, reports, walleye Dan, and then it just went. And yeah, here I am. That's cool. I, I've always wondered. I think that's an awesome story. Same. I was always wondering why it was walleye. And I guess it's just that that's the story. If it, why it wasn't bass or crappie or musky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um, and, and I have people occasionally, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're the one that named yourself. And it's like, yeah, loser, you know, good, good <laughs> yeah. one. So, I get that. So I did too. not. <laughs> Even if you did, I, it's yeah. a good name. It's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. 
Oh man, it's, it's a household. Well, thank you. Too. I mean, yeah. you are you are a, a legend in this area. I yeah. Mean, even even when I go outside of the area and talk to people about you know we talk about fishing and people go oh well I did. Mm-hmm. You know well I did. Yeah. I mean he's a he's a legend. So it's getting, cool to have you. It's on. getting well. Thank you. And I don't like that name, legend, but yeah. you know. I'm only 53, <laughs> but, but it was kind of crazy. I, I just got back from Wyoming. Um, and as we were road tripping out there, uh, Bill Hansen, do you know Bill Hansen? Yep. And so we were road tripping out and he goes, I forgot my sunglasses. And it's like, well, so we swung into Shields in Bismarck and, um, you know, I'm looking at shotgun shells and seeing if I can accumulate something, you know, because ammo is so hard to come by. And he went off looking for a boot dryer and he comes back and he said, Hey, Dan, you know, give this guy your, you know, your number. He comes up to Madden's every, every year, Shields does, and does their stuff. And so I'm just giving the guy, you know, because he was looking for a fishing guide. And so I gave him my info, and it is the weirdest thing. Someone that was right near us heard me say, you know, Walleye Dan, you know, 218839, da, da, da. And it was a friend of my daughter's boyfriend. So oh, this funny. kid texts max and says hey aren't you going out with walleye dan's daughter and you know so <laughs> you you can't go anywhere right yeah but that's it, funny it's it's pretty cool so what yeah. does that initiation look like for your uh, daughter's boyfriends or spouses i mean do they have to know how to like tie certain knots or... limit limit before you do yeah limit before you do or... <laughs> <laughs> that is that would not work oh i know yeah. i know <laughs> give them the impossible feet yeah <laughs> you know what it, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Max is a very avid hunter. In fact, he works for Meat Eater. Okay. Oh, out, yeah. Yep. Out, out in Bozeman. Oh, cool. Yep. And um, Elizabeth, our other daughter, is marrying an outdoorsman as well. So Nice. Yeah. Yes. So you didn't have to worry about that part. You I know, didn't. Converting them. Right. I think um, they just knew yeah, who they had true. to pick. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> what yeah. is it about Bozeman? I, I wonder that. It seems like Bozeman is the new Denver or Austin, Texas, like the new hotspot to go. Um, I know my business partner at Blazer, Sam, he's going to school out there and I know he wants to be out there eventually full time. Um, what is it for you about the Bozeman area? That's such a big draw. You know what? They call it Bose Angeles, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I, I honestly have never been there. Okay. Um, you know, Alex, our daughter just moved out there to accept a job in July and I've been through it. I think on my way to Idaho, sure. but I have not spent any amount of time there. She actually came over from Bozeman to okay. Wyoming this last week and just said it was the best trip of her life. So yeah, it's crazy. That's what Sam said too. He, the they're getting a, they're getting a lot of Californians to move out there and the big ranches and you know we we speak of real estate and we see these huge ranches go for a few million dollars out there. They're going for about forty million dollars and it's just yeah. crazy to see that becoming such a hotspot. I mean, I guess maybe Austin and Denver aren't a good um, comparison, but it's more like Vail. You know, it's it's the newer Vail spot, I think. That's that's sort of the... You're, you're, I, yeah, I just think it's a metro area. I mean, yeah. they've got Montana State. Mm -hmm. They've got a good food and beverage scene. They've got a lot of, uh, you know, kind of their arts, like Sam, mm -hmm. in the video production, the photography. It's just becoming a very well-rounded, established community. And then when you get LA to come out there, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just it makes it even more diverse. And you are close to hunting. You're close to Big exactly. Sky, to yep. snowboard and yep. ski. And it's it just... That's that's sort of I think the draw, but I, I just never I heard of it as a kid. You I think know? it's the same here though. Like people, people move here because we can fish, and you know you can you can hunt and you can fish and you can have uh, uh, make a make a good living and, and raise a family in a small community, right? It's it just draws the attention of the people who 
you know, who it speaks to. So yeah. it just kind of all, all figures itself out. But Bozeman's definitely uh, a very, very much a growing community. I tell you yeah. what, that's one of my favorite things I look forward to in the fall for deer hunting is like, man, I'm going to be able to go sit in my deer stand in the morning and then go to work and then throw my stuff in the trunk of my car and then go catch the, you know, right before sundown and be able to do that middle of the week if I want to. And that's what I love about, you know, having all the hunting and everything in this area and um, not as much fishing for myself, but that's what I look forward to coming back. Yeah, Dan, are you as big of a hunter as you are a fisherman? Are you, do you feel like you're just the overall avid outdoorsman? Um, I would say that um, at this point in my life, hunting is my passion. Okay. You know, I mean, I've fished my whole life. And as you guys know, when, when you do too much of one thing, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it is a job. And I'm not saying I don't like to fish and I don't like to take people fishing, but you know, I had done it for 30 some years and it's, I did honestly hit that burnout stage. Um, Obviously the, the guide service is still going strong. We have five other guides that work for us, but I find my peace in the woods, you know, in the mountains and I don't have to kill anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm there. It's the beauty um, and just the openness. You know, I, I think I've been locked in the woods here too long, you know, and (laughs) you can't see the sunset from the house. And I think that's a lot of, you know, going back to the West, it's, it's that beauty and it's the people being able to work remote now, you know, they can choose where they are. Yeah. Yeah. We saw big nature's therapy. Yeah. We saw a big boom in that. I know Colton in the real estate market last year when COVID did start hitting in and working from home became, you know, a more popular thing to do. You saw so many people from the city, whether it's Minneapolis or Chicago or Nashville, you know, come to you guys and say, you know, we want that nature life. For sure. Yeah. And I think that goes back to Isaiah's point, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, hunters or outdoorsmen or fishermen that are sitting in a high rise downtown Minneapolis, but this, this afforded them the opportunity to right. work from the deer stand or mm-hmm. work at a coffee shop and then, you know, run out to the deer stand quick in the, in the afternoon that, yeah, that's why I moved here. And yeah. I think that's why the majority of, of outdoorsmen, you know, find this appealing is because it is that, that balance. Yep. Downtown Minneapolis, I can tell you it's, you know, get even getting to a lake to that you can fish at the end of the night is, is tough. Mm-hmm. That's not loaded with wake boats and right, yeah, big, right. big cruisers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's yep. a good point, too. Um, in the summertime, both the gull and the whitefish chain become very um, tourist-based. You know, you do get a lot of those wake boats and the huge boats. How do you, as a fisherman and a fishing guide, I, I know you have your secret spots and everything, but how do you sort of balance, you know, here's, here's the beauty of Gull Lake, and then here's the fishing spot, and, and it's like sort of away from all of that city life that comes up here in the summer? Well, I would say that, for me, I, I'd kind of gotten away from the weekend stuff, you okay. know, a number of years ago where it's like, you know, I just couldn't handle it anymore. You know, you, you're, you're trying to pull the boat out at 1130 or 12 <laughs> and all these people are putting in and, you know, it just drives, drew, drove me nuts. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's getting out early. I mean, and you know, Gull Lake or Whitefish are so big and they have so many spots that there are always spots off those main thoroughfares, you know. Mm-hmm. People on Gull are going from Bar Harbor to Mid Lake, right. you know, Quarter Deck, Dock 77 restaurant, yeah. or Ernie's across the way. You know, but the bow tie is off the beaten trail, and Stone Boat House in a Sam Rock Pile are out in the middle, and they need to, you know, hopefully avoid the Rock Pile, mm-hmm. th- those big wake boats. So that's yeah. a safe place to fish. <laughs> yeah. And you just know where you need to go. Um, but there's a lot of, lot of good structure away from 
you know, where the traffic is. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I, I, I have felt that that could damper being a guide, you know, when you do get the, like most people around here that have a wake boat are very, I, I, I'd say from outside looking in are very cautious of the fishermen. But when you get that city traffic that, like you said, don't know how to even launch their boat sometimes, mm-hmm. that's when I, I, I've always wondered that with, uh, with you guys and any other guide in the area, you know. Patience, you know, yeah. you got mm, to have yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. So outside of the Gull Lake chain and the Whitefish chain, I don't want a fishing spot. I want to know what your favorite area lake is. <clears throat> I would have to say Mille Lacs. Yeah. Okay. Just because, yeah. you know, it's so big and there's so many big fish in there and so many of them. Um, lots of spots, uh, you know, whether it's smallmouth or, or walleyes or muskies or crappies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I don't spend a ton of time over there. Um but I would say that as far as, you know, in the immediate, you know, area. Otherwise, it would be Lake Winnipeg, oh, yeah. you know, for the giant greenbacks. Yep. Or Lake Cascade in Idaho where my brother has a house and it's the percher, mm-hmm. two pounds. Yep. So. Another thing about Lake Winnipeg, too, especially in the winter, when our lakes start to, in the April time, start to, you know, melt, everyone's heading up to Lake Winnipeg because that thing, I mean, it's so big Mm -hmm. and I know, I mean, that's funny you bring that up because I've talked about three or four people just in the last few months that are already booking their trip for next March, you know, to go ice fishing up there. Mm -hmm. So I wondered, I wondered about that being a hot spot for ice fishing, speaking of ice fishing. And I I feel like I'm taking over this conversation. I apologize. Are you more of a summer fishing fan or an ice fishing fan at this point in your life? I would say that I am a, it's probably a tie between first ice where I know that I'm walking out there mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have to worry about any other traffic. Yep. Or late fall, like now, through ice up, where I know that most people have put the boats away. And um, so, yeah, it's it's those times where I know the fish are biting. If I can get out there, I'm going to catch them. And I don't have to fight to get on a spot. Right? Yeah, when the DNR pulls the dock, that's when you go out. To, Pretty to much. Win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm now um, general manager at the Quarterdeck Resort, so it's pretty convenient uh, for me to, you know, bring the, bring the boat slash pontoon um, over there and just put it in and fish for a couple hours in the evening. So sure. with yeah, the you, ramp, you, ramp there. So. You transitioned to fishing out of a pontoon two years ago? Uh, yes. Yep, two years ago. Was that an adjustment? Was that, do you like it? Do you like it more than, than the fishing boat? I mean, it's got to be a little easier to load, unload, and get all your gear and more people. You know, it, it was an adjustment, but it didn't take long. You know, I've got an Altera on the front, and um, my my guests, customers, say that, hey, you know, you've really stepped it up. And I'm looking at them like, really? Are you serious here? Yeah. But they absolutely love it. You know, they can roam around, they can, you know, it's got a layout pad. So for trolling, they could be in the recline mode, you know, with a rod in their hand and a beer in their other hand or whatever. So my customers absolutely love it. And I really like it a lot too. So we, we actually, uh, a couple of us flew out to Elkhart, yeah, Elkhart, Indiana, um, year and a half ago to, to help design the new one. It's a center council you know, fishing pontoon. So I think late next summer, I'll get into that one. You know, our, our COVID slowed things down this last year and they didn't sure. produce it. So, so I'm going to run that again next spring, um, through midsummer and then hopefully get into that new one. But it's, it's pretty slick. 
Yeah, I had talked to a guide. He owns a guide service on the Missouri River, and he has three pontoons, and he said he's been running from for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And just hearing hearing the way they fished out there, was just, it just blew my mind. It was like he said they use like 10 to 12-foot rods, mm-hmm. and they all fish, and they'll fish seven rods down the side of the pontoon, and they just let the current do its thing. And, you know, each the rods in the back of the boat were – you know, six feet, and by the time you got to the front of the boat, it was twelve foot long rods. So they could just, you know, instead of planing planing boards, and I'm like, you're, but you're running on a pontoon. Like it yeah. was the first time I'd ever heard that, and then now, yeah. it's, now it's becoming kind of a thing. So totally different style. But the pontoons are, you know, I mean, until you, I always had the you know misconception too, you know, where you look at it and you're like, come on, really, are we going to fish off this? Yeah. And I'm sure that's ninety nine percent of the people. They're you know those tiller guys, which I'd been my whole life are looking at that while Dan's running a pontoon, you know, good luck. Yep. But you know what? Try it. You might like it. No, I think it looks fun. Another the, the big, biggest thing is I'm picturing net, trying to net a fish and going overboard or, you know, being the guy who's trying to lift the, lift the fish without taking the net. Right. And snapping. Those, yeah, those that can my, happen. Those are my two fears. But with, I think with pontoon, the misconception but. too is like when people think about, oh, we're going to go out on a guided trip. You think all they think about is like, oh, we're going to be on one of those cool bass fishing boats. <laughs> like it's going to be like a top deck, you know, on this cool, like decaled out boat. And it's like, yeah, but that's not practical, really. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when it comes to having four or five people and exactly you know, having somebody to work around and somebody's got a fish and you're tripping over gear and yeah, I mean, and I think about like even the charters out in Mille Lacs. I mean, those are like big pontoons. Absolutely, right. and, <laughs> you it, know? and it all kind of it depends on you know what your style of fishing is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was always the you know red tail chub and the live bait rig, Lindy rig, roach yep. rig, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know where where boat control you know was so huge and. You know, but like I say, with that Minn Kota Altera on the front, I can hit spot lock. Spot we lock. can sit on them. I can just creep along. Um, but, you know, with the zebra mussels coming onto the scene and the lakes just totally clearing out, you know, those fish are so spooky. So now in 14, 15, 19 feet of water, you can't sit on top of them anymore because yep. they spook. So now we're using different presentations, you know, slip bobber and a leech, yeah, exactly. which on a pontoon, it's the dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, another transition you made a few years back, um, we'll go back to the ice fishing, was the big snow rig that you got, you have going out there. I know Colton mentioned the name earlier. It's I can't think of it right now. Snow bear, right? Snow bear, yeah. And yep. that's got to be a game changer as well. I mean, we see it. I see it when it's not winter sitting over by the water slide in your old guide services office right there. Are you still out of there, by the way? I am. So, yeah. Well, I we mean, are, yes. So, yeah. So, that's out front. I mean, that thing looks amazing, and I we saw... We'll get into it in a second, but you sort of gave a tour on HBO when they were in town. What made you transition into that big rig? You know, I had been with Snowbear uh, since the beginning, and I was actually um, down at the ice fishing show in St. Paul. And at, at that time, I was working with um, the WeCheck family at Nisswa Marine. And I go, you know, on the boat side, they were sponsoring me. And I came back and I said, you absolutely have to see this thing. It's incredible. So Steve Wiechek ended up, you know, getting on board. That was after Crystal Piers Marine. Okay. Um, they originally had them, but then they went away from them. And so Nissan Marine picked them up. So I'd been there from the very beginning, you know, not the very beginning, but pretty close. Yeah. Um, and had them for years and years and years. And then there went, there was one year that I didn't have one. And now this is another year that I'm not going to have one. So, 
and they've they've taken you know they've kind of you know I think they're feeling the the pinch up there sure. and can't get parts and want everyone you know available to sell, and they're kind of like, well, what good is a pro staff you know if we don't have any product to sell you know so both Ted Takasaki and myself do not have snow bears this year, um, but since Bennington is owned by Polaris, um, oh, yeah. I was like. You know, I talked to John Stockman, you know, my main man at Polaris, and and he said, "Yeah, we'll we'll set you up." So I've got a, a new snowmobile coming. So nice. you know, while I Dan, uh, the, you know, the cushy ice fisherman that a lot of people think that I am, even though I started, you know, when I was about that tall, you know, kneeling on my knees and you know, snot running down my nose and no portable, just fishing. Um, I know how to do that. So, right. you know, I can fish off, off a snowmobile with the best of them, and I'm looking forward to that. And It's but, fun being set up on the, on the right snowmobile and just being so mobile. You can go anywhere. Well, you know, the, exactly. Travel, travel light. But, you know, I will always say the snow, the snow Bear is the ultimate ice fishing machine. It's amazing. 100%. And with my personality, you know, where <laughs> I've got a little bit of this here and that there yeah. in the garage, and it's like – I know when I get in that snow bear, yep. it's going to be there. I think that was let's tra- let's transition into that um, ice fishing extravaganza. I believe it was twenty, was it eighteen or nineteen when HB? I think last couple of years, you know, we were what out there. Eighteen. What did it have been? Yeah, yeah. I believe. It, yeah, you're right, Colton. Um, so I think that had to be part of the experience for Soledad O'Brien, who came into town for HBO. She had. I, I watched that episode again, and you guys were talking about how she was nervous coming into Minnesota in the winter. She'd never been on ice before. And she was so like nervous about this outdoor Minnesota winter experience. But you showing her that uh, machine, like her eyes just like popped. It was, it was crazy to see. And then the next thing we know, she's saying that was her favorite story out of the 60 stories they did all year. That was her favorite story out and about. So that's got to be sort of cool to hear as well. Absolutely. And, and that was really fun for myself and my family as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're all of, all of HBO were in our little living room in Lakeshore, <laughs> Minnesota have, you know, it was all lit up and cameras everywhere. And, um, and that was, that was the year that I actually won something at the extravaganza. That's right. <laughs> and, and on air on a national nationally televised show. And I'm just like, you know, and she was right next to me when yeah. I pulled that tulip out. Oh, so cool. I love that shot too because they get you running. Like that's the biggest part of the ice fishing <laughs> extravaganza is seeing all the all the fishermen running with their bag across the ice. I love it. And I'm glad. I mean, talk about timing. That was a great great shot for that for that show for sure. Yeah, running, tripping, yes. falling, falling, <laughs> stumbling. Most of all, oh yeah, yes. stumbling. Yeah, and then them. not being able to get up. Yeah, <laughs> not not me, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. And, and those those of you who don't know who are listening, would you compare the snow bear to like? A modern day fish house meets bombardier, like the old, you know, pack 20 people in it and get you across Lake of the Woods kind of thing. But it's six people, maybe comfortably. Um, It's got four holes in it. Four, I mean, okay. I've, I've had as many as, you know, as far as transport, 11 or 12 people. But um, yeah, fishing for comfortably. And yeah, it is like you explained, except it's got so many of the modern day, you know, amenities and, you know, with all the electronics and, you know, thermostatically controlled furnace. And, you know, the thing is just amazing. And it's, it's been around for, gosh, I don't know, close to probably, you know, 18, 20 years. 
And it's really hard to believe in that time that somebody else hasn't figured something else right. out similar. Yeah. Like, I think that just says they, they need to get you one back in the next year or two because you said they've been around 18, 20 years. I had never seen it until it was in this area, and that's because I, of you. So I, I thought it would, yeah, I would yeah. have said I would have said less than 10 yeah. years for sure. So. I mean, legally, is can you bang through the ditches, ride that thing down the Paul Bunyan Trail, get to a little lake and sure. it's yeah, a snowmobile it's, essentially, right? It's licensed as a snowmobile, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary when you're, you know, my <laughs> son, you know, we were out on Gull Lake and he goes, Dad, let's go up that snowmobile trail. <laughs> and you're going up, you know, just south of Ski Gull and thinking, okay, if any snowmobile at any kind of, of a speed is going to come through here, they're, they're going to be eating the snow bear you know so <laughs> i'm like no probably not a good idea so you have to use your own judgment but yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's absolutely amazing and who knows maybe polaris will take on a, a project and you know build right. their own i right. mean you'd think someone would yeah, yeah you definitely it's do. crazy another cool project you were a part of um is it cy robertson from duck dynasty was in town and you took him out and you brought him to quarter deck i believe at the end of the day what was that whole experience like? Um, and is he actually a, a real outdoorsman, or is it all for TV? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I've I've been out with him a couple times, and um, it was first through he was in town for the mayor's prayer breakfast in St. Cloud, and someone had called me up and asked if I'd be willing to take him fishing, and it was November. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, of course, you know, I will, I will do that. I just didn't know where to go at at that time up here. You know, with the the ramps were out, and you know, there were I can't remember all the other circumstances involved. But bottom line is, um, one of the other people in that, you know, how that that set it up was like, you know what? There's fish biting down by Royalton below the river, and I'm like, whatever. I'm I just want to catch fish, and I'm sure that's all he wants to do. But they had let the, they opened up the dam like a day or two before, and we didn't catch a thing. Watch it out, yeah. He, yeah, pretty pretty of typical. That happens, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then he's like, you know, I gotta get back up there and you know hop in that snow machine you got there, and I go anytime, you know. So they they came up in the winter and we fished and we, you know caught some, but yes, he is a classic, you know. He's he and he like, is yeah. he is an outdoorsman. I mean, yeah, he's a he loves duck hunting. He loves fishing. Um, just a great, great Christian man. You know, mm-hmm. super super cool. You know, his son in law was along, Jay Stone, okay. who who's you know the quietest, and he makes the duck calls, and he's just kind of like, yeah, these guys obviously get all the notoriety, you know, <laughs> but I'm the one that makes them, you know. And so, but yeah, fun fun group of people to be around and uh yeah i've i've i have been blessed with so many cool opportunities you know to fish with so many awesome people over the years i i forget how many you know i mean it's just it goes on and on and um so yeah yeah colton and i were sort of talking about that before you got here you know just the the instances we knew about i'm glad you mentioned that is there a project that sticks out in your mind that's going to always be the most memorable one a project or, or I mean, one of your shows you've been on or a, yeah. like Arden Jacob, his, his, when the, he does a, a, a job, it's a project. It's a project. Oh yeah. For, yeah. For yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I might, I yeah. may be a project, yeah. but yeah, this is a project today. Um, yeah. So, but I, I get where you're yeah. coming from and you know, there, there are so many and, um, you know, I guess the one that will stick with me is it was pretty miraculous and it was the day that, um, 
you know, I was filming that show with Fleet Farm, We Love yep. It Outdoors, and um, Al Linder and I fished over on Mille Lacs, and we were, we were doing a smallmouth bass fishing show. And um, I just remember, you know, driving over there and, you know, pulling my boat and just saying, Al, maybe we should say a quick little prayer here. And um, I did. I said, Lord, you know, thank you for this day. And it was a beautiful September 28th, 2012. And um, just, I said, just, you know, bring, bring us some hungry fish and, you know, keep us safe. Bottom line is we're out there on Garrison Reef. And I'm in the back of the boat running my Larson Tiller. And, you know, every time I'd drop, I'd dunk, you know, I'd get a bite and reel down, set the hook, and three, four, five-pound smallmouth, we were just on him. And he's up front using hair jigs some or some artificial bait. And, you know, started out really slow, and then he started catching some. And then, you know, it was just like, oh, my gosh, it was just <laughs> amazing and a beautiful day. And then, you know, I felt that dunk. And I reeled down, set the hook, and, you know, had a really nice fish on. And Mike Hainer, who was a camera guy in boat, I said, Mike, you might want to get on this one because my line started to rise right away. Everything else had stayed down, you know, and and here comes the, you know, the line rising and this, you know, four-pound smallmouth jumps out of the water. And he got that, and then all of a sudden I'm holding my rod over the, you know, back of the the mercury. And all of a sudden it just, you know, it was just bent and I kind of turned around to look at Al and say hey I think I'm snagged because we were Mm. I'm rigging with big sucker minnows and all of a sudden and we knew right away (laughs) that I had my bass was t-boned by a muskie that is nuts oh I mean it was it was the most (laughs) incredible experience bottom line 20 minutes later we landed it and it was you know, I'd be willing to bet it was probably close to, if not bigger than, the state record at that time, yeah. you know, which was 52, whatever. But yeah. these musky fishermen these days, you know, are just so hardcore and um, so conservation-minded, which is great. Yep. But it's like they would they would kill a person, mm-hmm. you know, if, well, maybe not, but <laughs> if, if you'd keep such a thing. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we got it all on camera. And ended up, you know, letting it go, and but yeah, mer- amazing. I'm not even an eight pound fish. test. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a major fisherman, and that gave me chills. You got to look at it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. look it up online. It's amazing. Yeah. Huh. What would you do for a muskie like that? Would you kill somebody? I don't know. I've, I've never. <laughs> if it was me, would I've you kill somebody? <laughs> I've never considered. I get a little impatient. Walleye fishing, I'm patient for. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the amount of effort that that, like you were saying, the amount of effort that muskie fishermen put into it, it just Makes me anxious just yeah. thinking about the amount of time that <laughs> mm-hmm. it could be without catching something. Yeah. And I, I'm a patient person, but I don't know if I have that kind of patience. Yeah, we'll have to get that clip if you can find it, because that might be a good one to, to throw in this episode on Facebook when we you know embed everything. Because I that that's something people should see. If if Absolutely. that's not a selling point to listening to the episode, I don't know what is. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> I, like I say, it was it was amazing. So that's one of my yeah projects. Well, yeah projects one of my one of my that will stick with me forever you know but there are so many and you know those years working with the mills family and fleet farm right you know doing all those shows every one of them was unbelievable yep so colton i know you i mean not at the moment but when you moved up here you had your truck wrapped in woods to water fully you know full woods to water i think the first time i ever saw a truck wrapped was 
the walleye Dan fleet farm truck. And uh, that was a pretty cool thing to see. We always knew, oh, there's Walleye Dan. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and it's funny you bring that up because on my way back from the hospital this morning, I, I was looking at all these big, you know, I don't know what they call them these days, but it's the van, you know. Oh, really yeah, the sprinter tall. vans, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every one of them is, is wrapped. And I'm yeah. kind of thinking back, you know what? Back in the day, you know, I don't know how many years ago that was right. that I first started doing that with boats and stuff. Yep. Not many people yep. were, were doing that. No. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to see now every truck has got some yeah, advertisement something, on it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right, though. I mean, that's it just seems like that is, instead of buying a billboard, they're just going to pay that three grand to put it on a truck instead, exactly. you know? So. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I know. I, 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 mean, I would love it. I, I have, talk about those vans. I want to get one I had of those. that wrap for <laughs> three and a half years, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it again, though. No? I really no. like. Your, your clean truck looks pretty good right now. I just like people <laughs> not knowing where I'm at. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and there is, there's a fine line there, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like you can't go anywhere or do anything. Have you, road you, rage. You can't be flipping anybody <laughs> yeah. off. Or, or even sitting at a small little puddle lake and trying to fish and then the locals are pissed off because you're fishing in their lake and yep. you're going to take them all. You, it's like, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is kind of an interesting situation. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I think uh, we should probably get into the next. Are thing. you cutting us off? I'm loving this conversation, oh, Isaiah. So thanks for being the Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah. We Somebody's could go all day. Yeah. We got to keep you on task. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, I do have a few questions. So it's now time for how local are you? Okay. Insert blurp there. Yep. So whoever wants to sponsor that that segment of the episode, that is still open. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I put 10 questions together. We won't do the whole 10, but um, this week it's Minnesota versus Wisconsin cities. Oh. So I'm going to oh. name a city and you guys have to tell me whether it's in Minnesota or Wisconsin. So a am is, I in here? Yeah. Oh, you're okay. in here. Yeah. You know yep. your Wisconsin cities pretty well? I, I know some. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. Fleet Farm had... You know, right. distribution headquarters over there, and I and there's a lot of stores, so I was around there. A sure, little bit. sure. I thought for sure this was going to be fishing, but Isaiah, way to get creative, man. That's what he wanted you. <laughs> yeah, <to do>. I <laughs> know. <laughs> All right, so I'll say the city, and then you guys have to tell me Minnesota or Wisconsin. Is it All a right. race or what? No. Oh, yeah. Should we just smack? Yeah. Ding ding. <laughs> All right. First one, uh, Bayport, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's yeah. A Wisconsin, right across the bridge. No. Yep. Yep. Minnesota. Got you on that one. Wait. Oh, Bay, oh so Bayport is, so it's Stillwater Bayport. <laughs> yeah. Then you go over the St. Croix yeah. to Hudson. So there Bayport is like the last wow. town. What's yeah. the, no, what's the one on Bayfield? Bayfield. Yeah. Dang it. Look at, he just set us oh, all man. up. <laughs> I got you with the well, and I said it first. And then, yeah, I know. You know but it, it hit me like, cause it's very assertive. Very assertive. You were confident. I still have some competitiveness here, but now I'm going to lay back. And if you guys can't get it, then I'll tell okay. you. Right. You got the pro over here. All right. Uh, Lake Geneva. The city's name is Lake Geneva. I do I know that one. Wisconsin. That's definitely Wisconsin. Yeah, 100% Wisconsin. I actually correct. saw that on a uh, fishing special on FSN. Oh, look at that. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I thought I was going to get you with that one because in Minnesota, there is a Geneva. A city oh, really? named Geneva. Well, in Wisconsin, the city's name is Lake Geneva. It helps if you didn't know that. It helps if you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know there was a Geneva, Minnesota. So, oh, funny. Uh, right, this one uh, is Lyle. City's name is Lyle. Minnesota. I'm gonna say Minnesota. Yeah, I'm. You, I'm going Wisconsin then. You're going Wisconsin. Yeah. Answer is Minnesota. <gasps> nice. You're, I like your tattoo. That's cool. Thank you. It's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Where's Wisconsin? 
Yeah, uh, it's a good thing it's where, not there. Where yeah. is Lyle? Yeah, where is Lyle? Where, where is Lyle in that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I want to say up where the star on the Christmas tree would go. Maybe over okay. to the right a little bit. Okay, maybe I should make that the tree in here. Put a star on it, and then some ornaments. There you go. I like that oh, idea. Yeah. yeah, inspired by. Get us a sharpie. Idea. We'll do it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Sparta, Wisconsin. Sounds like Michigan, actually. Sounds like Michigan? Well, yeah. it's Wisconsin or Minnesota. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Minnesota. You're going to go Minnesota? All right. It is Wisconsin. I'm all for whatever. All right. How about uh, Bird Island? Lake Lillian, Minnesota. Yeah. Okanamawak. Well, me feeling I'm feeling Wisconsin because they have the... Pokegama? Is that one of them oh, over there? Oh, no. oh Pokegama? Yeah. Oh, that's Pokegama? in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Okay. Po- okay so what's, what's the one in Hayward? What's the one up there? The N- Namakagan? That could be. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm going with... with uh, so if, I'll go Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota. What, what did you say? What, what is the name? Okanamawak. Oh, yeah. It's definitely Wisconsin. It is. is it? Okanamawak. <laughs> Okanamawak. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. See, this just isn't fair. I got both of them because they were like, that sounds just like Wisconsin, but yeah. he's probably yeah. tricking me. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I did trick you by not tricking you. So, nice. answer is Wisconsin. How many more of these do This I have isn't to very fail? local. Yeah. Uh, Arcadia National Park, Maine. Um, Wisconsin. You got it. Wisconsin. Yeah. Has Dan missed a single one yet except the for the first, first one? Uh, the yeah. first one. That, yeah. That's he's it? He's got it. Yep. He's got it. He's, okay, that's it. That's all I've got for you. Okay, good. Because I lose. Win. I that lose. That was not very local. <laughs> so no. How about Pecoy Lakes? Yeah, Pecoy Lakes. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, good Isaiah. Stuff. Good stuff. That was a that was a good one. It sort of caught us us off guard. Good. Um, that's I the thought goal. for sure it was going to be fishing related or local or, or local. <laughs> considering it's called how local are you? <laughs> good job, Isaiah. Okay. Okay. Screw you, Colton. Thanks, Jacob. You're welcome. Appreciate Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Dan, you win. So yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for playing. You're a rock star. Was, so it's fun. Now that we're done with that, <laughs> you said you have a team now, group of four or five guides with you. Use this as a little pitch for how they can find you. I, I'm assuming it's not still walleydan at hotmail.com. Um, no. Yeah. But it is walleydan at walleydan.com. Walleydan.com is a website. Um, walleydan on Facebook, walleydan Instagram, mm-hmm. 218 839 5598 and you'll talk to my wife Shelly but yeah we have five guides we also do winter stuff I'll be guiding off the the Polaris nice. hopefully there's room for for two on there and That's I guess sweet. if we have to pull a sled behind we'll do that and we we rent fish houses as well so that's the full, you're getting the real Minnesota ice fishing experience then, I think. So like right Colton on. said earlier, you know, like, snowmobiling, yeah. 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 So I'm, I am looking forward to that for sure. Nice little, nice little change of pace. Yeah. Well, it's been awesome catching up with you. Thank you for coming in. Well, I mean, we you are very welcome. Yeah. We hope to do this again in the summertime then maybe. Maybe Absolutely. we'll do it from a boat. I'm game. You know? Okay. Whatever. Yep. Whatever. Right. And that pontoon, that could be cool. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you for coming in. We're just going to. You know, touch on a few little things going on in the area. You're welcome to stay for another five minutes or so, or you can head out. You know what? I I should get to work. Oh, okay. Well, yep. you can do that. Yep. I um, <laughs> just got back from Wyoming, like I say, and I've got I've got a lot of a lot of stuff to address. So, well, I, yeah, we appreciate yeah. you coming in. Thank it's you. it's been awesome. That was Thank awesome. You. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, cool to have him on. Next thing we want to get into is I was out and got to meet with Ken Lacey okay. this week and talk a little bit about Lakes Jam. I know they had announced um, Cole Swindell. Is that how you say it? Is it Swindell or Swindell? Swindell. Swindell. Um, he's a major country star right now. He, a lot of top tens. You know, they announced him a couple months ago. 
or really almost right after uh, Lakes Jam ended last. Yep, this last one. Yeah, because remember we finished Lakes Jam when we were ticked. Because I was like, wait, the last night they always usually tell us who the headliners are. And yeah, and they didn't say it, so I was a little little fired up about that. But it was a <laughs> month or so afterwards, and they said they announced Cole Swindell to come back. Yeah. So, but you talked to him. You got the inside scoop on the rest of them. Yeah, so and maybe a little what went into that. Yeah. So let's let's head over there and uh, chat with Ken. Hey everybody, I'm Isaiah Moingen and we are out on site uh, recording with the famous Ken Lacey. Famous. famous. Easy yeah. now. <laughs> Easy now. We got to schmooze a bit, but hey, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we are going to talk everything. Big announcements this week. I mean, we got the rest of, most of the rest of the lineup for Lakes Jam 2022. Yes, well, we've already, we announced the three headliners for the single rock headliner and the two country headliners previously, but now we've released the rest of our Bud Light main stage schedule. Barring one one rock act, we still have to figure out. Cool. So uh, we're just going to run through a little bit of that lineup. Um, as we know, had you on previously before last year, but now go, just go over quick who our main headliners are for this this next year. So, John Party. So, so Saturday night, June 25th, Cole Swindell's headlining. Friday, John Party. And then Rock Night, Thursday night, we've got uh, Tesla headlining. And then Wednesday night, back again, which is a huge fan favorite, is Hairball. That was an amazing night. I, I love for – for not a huge Rock fan, that was – those guys went, went hard. Like, they put on a really good show, and people were just there to party and hang out. It was fun. I think there's a lot to be said for being able to sing along to every single song a band plays. And everybody knows every song Hairball plays pretty much. Yeah, not growing up listening to rock, I was like, I even know these songs. Like this, this was it was so fun. So, uh, what I want you to do is tell me of the new lineup we have coming up. Who is your? Who are you most excited for that we just announced this week? For me, um, Jordan Davis, By Dirt, By sing, Dirt, yeah, me up. Mm-hmm. It, it just he's. Uh, almost maybes. He's got so many songs that are that are that are hot right now, and I think that's he's probably the one most looking forward to. Gabby Barrett, though, that's a close, Ooh, she's close second. Good. I, I know my close wife second. saw her come across, so, and she yeah. let out a little eek, going, "Oh yes, this is so exciting!" So well, it's it, always good. There's no doubt that uh, the ladies really like the fact that Gabby Barrett's going to be there, which then is great for the guys because if you get the ladies there, then the guys follow generally. Absolutely. Yep. Now let's run through. Uh, who else do we have? So th- yeah, so our tribute Wednesday. I know. Yep. Well, it's, it was a new deal. Last is, year was yeah. our first year doing the doing the Wednesday night on the main stage, and uh, you know we opened with Crown, with the Crown Jewels. They're the premium Queen tribute band in, in the United States, and they've been at Lakes Jam. This will be the third or fourth year in a row, and everybody loves them. They're a great kick, and again, everyone can sing along to their songs, and they're a perfect lead into Hairball. So awesome, cool. And then after after Crown Jewels, who do we got? Just Hairball, hairball finishes so up. Crown so, Jewels and Hairball. Yeah, there's just night. the two bands on Wednesday night. We oh, do have awesome. a side stage band, but that still hasn't been announced yet. Um, last year was Full Fighters. Full Fighters. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say because so. they did the Chamber After Hours last year, and those guys were tucked away, and they, yep. that was fun to be right there. They were running around and you know getting in people's faces and singing. That was fun. I think we had around two thousand people there last year on Wednesday night. I I, I wouldn't doubt it if that doubles this year. Everyone was so excited for that Wednesday night. It's an inexpensive ticket and an awesome show. So, But then Thursday we move into uh, the first act on Thursday is the one slot we're still working on, on filling. But then after that we've got a rising force. They're an all-Minnesota rock band, and they just released their first album a year and a half ago, and they're just getting ready to release their second album. And we're really looking forward to have them and, and the contingent they bring along from the area. Man, I love I love that facet to like bring in local artists and stuff like that and give them an opportunity to really grow, grow their fan base and for people to, to you know expose and to see them. So cool. And then from there, um, Kicks. Um, Kicks is one of those bands where you might not recognize the name right away, but when you start hearing the songs. You're like, oh gosh, that's them, that's them. And if you go, if you go to our Facebook page, um, we just announced 
on pretty much all the main stage acts and a majority of them it, when you look at the image on the Facebook post there'll be three or four songs playing in the background yeah you attach an so, audio to it right? yes oh, so that way awesome. people you, you see these names all these all the time and you're like I don't know who that is but then you hear the songs you're like oh god that's who that is you know on that note I want to throw a huge shout out to whoever is out there that puts together the Lakes Jam uh, Spotify playlist because I always find that and that's perfect leading up. I'm like, all right, I want to get into my Lakes Jam mode and there's all you just hit. Trouble. I'm working. I'm working on the new one right now. It's like three quarters done and so and I'm actually gonna make it so that we have a rock one and a country run and a combo so you can choose whichever playlist you want to work with. But yeah, no, I, I, I right now I'm the social media. I'm all hands on deck. Whatever. I, we've got help with the talent side of things with uh, Travis Banks. Um, and, and Wade Asher from from uh, Country Fest, but then uh, Eric Hoppajogi Hopper, affectionately known as Hopper, um, handles our sponsorships and partnerships. Um, so, but most everything else falls on my shoulders, and I enjoy it. But I do have someone coming in to help with social media this year, so that'll be nice. But yeah, it's a huge facet. All right, let's let's roll on. So after kicks, we got Warrant. Everybody knows Warrant. They've been around forever. Um, there's their lead singers. The, the two band members started as teenagers. They were like 17 and 19 when they started the band. And, and how old so are they now? 70, oh, 80, gosh. 90, I don't know. <laughs> it's been like 45, 40 years they've been playing wow. or something so like that. those guys have yeah. some camaraderie. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And then finish the night with Tesla, which is just going to rock. The whole place is going to shake. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So now switch over Going to, to country. Friday. Going to country. Put on the boots. So uh, Bobby McClendon, we had him about three years ago, is coming back to kick off the day on Friday around 2 o'clock. And then after that, Mark Wills. Uh, Mark Wills has the 19-something the song. Yeah. And once you yeah. hear that, again, Mark Wills, I don't, I'm terrible. I didn't recognize the name, but I started listening to the songs. And I'm well, like, and oh, that, yeah. And that's, that's what it is. is, too. And that's what yeah. I love about Lakes Jam, those earlier artists. That's my favorite to see out there. I mean, I – I geek out, but I'm I still am listening to like Larry Fleet from last year. I'm oh kidding. yeah, he was amazing. Larry and did like, a great job. Man, I love those earlier acts because then like you're like, oh, who is this? And then they start playing songs that you write. Oh, that was on the radio. And you know, I always think about back to like Chris Jansen when he was the earlier opener and yep. stuff like that. And he had his one song that everybody knew, and then he just started blowing up. So you no know, Granger Smith too, and Low Cash, and you know a lot of those bands that um, and you hear all the time. So then after that, we uh, kick into uh, Jameson Rogers. Uh, another up and comer that, again, you don't maybe recognize the name, but go to our Facebook and look at his ad and listen to his songs or our post and listen to the songs and you'll know right away what it is. Then Gabby Barrett, which is going to be, you know, I don't know. John Party's going to have to work his butt off to follow that. <laughs> that's for sure. So, Man, that's good, though. I mean, yeah. you get those openers that really push it to the next level, yep. which is what everybody wants to see. You know, yep. you want to have that those opening acts that really just make make your headliner work for his money, you know. <laughs> and so this is the third year we're headlining John Party. So <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> we, we, missed him. we missed him due to COVID two years ago. And then this year uh, he got uh, polyps on his throat, so had to drop out about a week and a half, two weeks before our event, and that was – that was fun to deal with, but uh, so we got him this year. So it's been three years of marketing John Party, so I've gotten to know a lot about him. And, uh, <laughs> you got already got all your marketing to, material put yes, together. No, so, <laughs> oh, it, it's all good. So uh, I, I, John's definitely one of the ones I, I look forward to seeing this year too. Then kick off into Saturday, the final day of Lakes Jam 2022. Eric Chesser has been a staple, um, early act, always does an awesome job. Um, he's a lawyer, and he just what? yeah. The NBA, you know, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, and he's a country music artist. So, yeah, it is. And then after that, Tim Hurley. Tim Hurley came here a couple of years ago and played with us. Again, another phenomenal artist. Ended up going to the West Coast and hosting some radio shows and doing some other stuff while he's been singing, but now he's come back, and so we've got him on the stage. And 
then you get to Priscilla Block, and that's a name I hadn't heard before until it came across our plate, and I'm like, who is this? Whatever. Well, she has the name of her songs, Thick Thighs, PMS. I mean, it's like right away you hear the names of the songs. You're like, you got to listen to this and see what it's all about. <laughs> and, and you do. She has a big internet sensation like TikTok and whatever okay, else, and that's gotcha. kind of where she uh, she blew up from. But uh, really looking forward to listen to her and see her. She's very flamboyant. It's going to be pretty wild on stage, I'm guessing. Wow. So, yeah. That'll be fun. Yep. Cool. And then, like you said earlier, what was my favorite? Jordan Davis. Uh, I just I can't believe he doesn't have a ton of awards already or anything else. His songs, everything. You just I can listen to him over and over again. My my favorite with those artists is like is to to know that they're about like on the cusp of just booming and getting to go up and and see them on a smaller scale. You know where it's not you're not. For example, Jump Party, you know, he's so big and you have this huge crowd and you're working your way up. But like, no, I can be up just a few rows from him and see him do his whole set and just be able to take in the music. And that's so cool to see that. And knowing in the next couple of years, you know, he's going to be having rewards. Oh, he's he's going to be sure. blowing up. It's going to well, be It's just crazy. like Gabby Bear. I mean, she, yeah. Gabby put female artist of the year this past year. And it's a number one hit. Same thing. Jordan Davis, two number one hits. I mean, he's, and he's got another one that's probably going to be number one. And. It just it's just gonna go. From, so by the time he gets to Lakes Jam who, next year, who knows yeah. what's going on? So so before we go into the, the last ones here, tell me about what goes into finding these these other acts and what you guys look for when it comes to finding the you know the the openers and stuff for our headliners. So so really, we we kind of hire that out. Um, well, Travis Banks on our team, he's heavily involved. He works with Wade Wade Asher, who owns Country Fest, Rock Fest, some others, and so Wade Wade makes offers for for us and we route them through so it's a lot less expensive not a lot less but a little less expensive to get a band if they're playing at one of his events on friday night and then come play our event on oh, you know three yeah, or four away there, on yeah. saturday night and and or the weekend before and the next weekend so that routing is what allows us to buy bands so if we wanted to buy a band if i want to get a band and i want this band I'm going to pay a premium for it because they're not going to be routed through. They're probably going to have to be fly-in, which you have to pay for a lot more equipment for them, set up, everything else. So so we try to route everything. So really, they come to us and say, here's your options. Pick which one you want. And that fits in your budget. And, you know, we've got a budget we have set for all of our talent. And so we got to put every piece in the puzzle. And that's where, that's where Travis spends a lot of his time. Does is, it have more to do with the availability or what you were talking about with the routing? Or do you try to fit those opening acts to your headliner or kind of a little bit of both? No, so, so we pick a headliner first. Then after that, the headliner has to approve who plays before them. Oh, so okay. even if we like a certain band, you're like, oh, we get like, them, we like them. The they're not good enough. No. They're not good enough to play before us. So, and you know, that's it's understanding, understandable because that headliner wants the crowd to build. And if if you have a three thousand dollar act before a two hundred thousand dollar act, right? And you're nobody, not, you and might nobody not knows build. their songs. Yeah. They're, they're going to start yeah. singing stuff they don't know, and people are going to go get beer. You yeah. know, <laughs> the crowd doesn't build like it should, and uh, so, so there, there's we understand why it is what it is. Sometimes it's a little picky though, and it gets it's a little goofy. But uh, overall, it, it it moves pretty well. Awesome, cool. All right, let's let's finish up. So then we finish with Cole Swindell, and I, again another one that's just hit after hit after hit and blowing up, and I I. I can't tell you how excited I am for the country lineup this year. I mean, by far the strongest lineup we've ever had. I mean, in my opinion, 
and I am really excited for it. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so cool. I'm very very excited. I'm glad everything's rolling and everything's set. I mean, what are the dates for 2022 set? You so, have on top so of my head? Wednesday, June 22nd is the first. Then 23rd, 24th, 25th is Saturday night to finish everything off. Cool. And um, and then yeah. I did see just a little thing. Um, we're still waiting for uh, some things to be finished up for the camping. Is yes, that correct? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So, yep. Yeah, we're working on the BIR because uh, we want more space for campsites, and we're just about got done figuring that out. And we can't redo all the maps. We have to do everything at one time and then the renewal at one time. So we have to wait till this is all figured out. And it's taken about a month and a half longer than we were originally planning, but we want it right. We want it right for all the customers and for everybody. So once it gets, it gets done this year, next year it's simple. There's no more worrying about jockeying around and when it's going to happen, what's going to do. We're going to go back to our normal schedule of when we do renewals, when everything goes and everything is going to be simple and there doesn't have to be 9 million questions. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to touch on base on that because I know a lot of people are waiting. Um, are you going to be adding more reserve spaces? Is that what you're talking about? That's, yeah, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal and it, it's looking pretty good right now, but in the next three or four days, we're going to know for sure. And then we just have to map everything out and get it all updated to the website and then run our renewal, which will take a week or two. And then after that, we will open it up to general public. Great. Yep. So keep, you know, hold your horse to everybody that wants to yeah. get there. Their, their I know, I know you want it. I get emails, I get texts, <laughs> I get, I mean, there's too many ways to communicate anymore. Oh, so I got gosh. Instagram there messages and tweets <laughs> and I got emails and yeah, there's, so I get bombarded, but it's, it's all good because it's customer service and we need to absolutely. take care of our customers. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to hit on before we... Wrap just really want to thank you and your team for everything y'all do to help help promote Lakes Jam. We really appreciate it. So. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's not hard to do. We love it. We love this. Love the festival. We love the community coming together. And I mean, it's one of my favorite events every single year. So um, still uh, looking to put plans together. I'm inviting people. I'm like, you guys got to come up. You guys got to come up. So so exciting. Uh, so thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Um, anything else? We'll we'll have you on again. I'm sure, um, especially leading up to next year. And uh, get out there. Make sure you follow Lakes Jam on all social media. Keep your eye out. They're all, they're really really good about posting about upcoming you know events, especially the you know coming out to sidetrack and all those things pre parties coming up. So keep your eye out for that. Thank you so much, Ken. And, and thank One you. More. I do I do want to just big shout out to Bud Light being our main oh, stage yeah, sponsor absolutely. and and being a, being able to announce our main stage acts all right now and start jamming. We're really looking forward to. It. So awesome. thanks, Bud Light. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us on. How, what are we calling this? Oh, well, as of today, Isaiah uh, on the street, I, <laughs> <laughs> corner, Isaiah out the yeah. Isaiah is out the door. Yeah, <laughs> the incredible Later. Isaiah in the area. Yeah, so I had 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 it was fun to head over to sidetrack and chat with Ken there. Um, such a cool lineup. If you guys haven't checked out the artists, uh, one thing we did talk about too was uh, the playlist. Ken goes in and creates playlists every year. So oh, that's cool. Um, on Spotify. So this year he's actually creating, and we just talked about it a little bit. So sorry for repeating myself, but we just talked about he's making a rock playlist, a country playlist, and then a all things playlist. So every you know whenever you want to get pumped for Lakes Jam, you just go to Spotify. So that way you don't show up to the show like not knowing who these people are. No, it's a great idea. And it I love it. Gets you excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah, we always love Ken on the show. There's some good names, Gabby Barrett, Jordan Davis, oh, Gabby stuff Barrett. like that. Uh, so yeah, there's they always have some really awesome. My favorite part, and I already talked about this, but you know, seeing those opening acts and them get bigger and bigger every yep. year, and then eventually come back and headline. So yeah, Gabby Barrett, that's gonna be a name. She, she, I'm saying right now, she is the next Carrie Underwood. You heard it here first. Yep, heard it on the list. Of she did a collab with Charlie, I think. Yeah, you should check it out. Charlie Pooh. Puth? Puth? P-U-T-H. You know his songs. Um, 
Isaiah. Hey, Jacob. I'm sick of your attitude today. Yeah, okay. you, you do kind of. You're a little salty today. Yeah. Little salty. What's going on um, here? I do I have a lot going on. I have a question. We've been sitting here for about an hour. Okay. Um, we started the show with the intro on the button bar. Mm-hmm. We have not used the button bar since. No. I told Isaiah we, he had to be professional about it. Oh, so that's not. So we're just not using it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm worried about all these things. I have all these rules now. Play that it, we have this fancy. Play it, okay, fine. Play a button bar. Just play something funny. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, you did it right. Good job. Hey. No, that was something Isaiah, um, before he got in trouble the other day, he Good was job, spending Isaiah. a ton of time loading these preset button bars. I, I'm just sort of, Colton and I haven't heard them yet. So yeah, that was a good job. I, yeah. I went through and deleted them all because most of them are not horrible. <laughs> oh. So uh, we got rid of some of those. And one, most of, a few of them were from my wife. So yeah, we don't, we don't want those. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. That's it. I like that. Good. good. This we, was, wait, I, it's Halloween week. Do you have the Halloween one? Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yes. <laughs> that leads into our next talk. Colton, why don't you take over the Halloween talk right now? Right oh, now. gosh. There's so much pressure. Today is... Today, today being the day that they listen to it. Will yes, be that is thir- correct. Thursday the 28th. Correct. Thursday the 28th. Party yeah. starts. Yeah. Um, Bobbertown Bungalows opens Thursday the 28th. The Haunted Bungalows. The haunted. haunted Bungalows. Not that one. That was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> also in town, something near and dear to your heart. Yes, Minnesota Traders doing a cocktail, costumes and cocktails, I think we're calling it. Um, yes, thank you. Now, you're, okay, now he now, loves that thing. It's a little too much Look of what you did. Bar. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have, should have brought it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so Haunted Bungalows and uh, costumes and cocktails. I should have the um, blog in front of me, but I don't. So I don't know what else is happening tomorrow. But uh, I do have in front of me the um, note about Saturday's community uh, action. Yes, community action, trick-or-treating in Pequot. Um, Just all the businesses open their doors, buckets of candy everywhere for for the kids, Um, fire fires and s'mores and ciders in the park but uh yeah just walk around town 10 to noon with uh with the kids stop into the businesses and uh, everybody seems to have something going on so okay so i think i need to go head out to jack plant on friday because they're doing uh 12 to 7 is candy pairings so Mm. we're gonna be pairing candy with beer i would assume that sounds wonderful that does sound wonderful so yeah we should probably do that music trivia Food and costumes, and then Grandview Lodge having stuff pretty much oh, all weekend. Right. Uh, yeah. Four to the other, they got wagon rides, costume contest, was, haunted trail, uh, trick or treating, and pumpkin decorating. I was just at Grandview this <laughs> yeah, morning, and I was, I was like say. looking around at everything. I'm like, like wow, they're really festive. <laughs> yeah, they must uh, be prepping for an event or something. Like that. <laughs> Weird. Thanks for the promo, Colton. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> also in town, are you done yet? No, no. Okay, go for we it, Isaiah. we got to hit Saturday. Yep. Uh, get through the whole list because I do have the blog post in front of me. Colton's first button bar push. Nice job. That's probably the last time we'll get to right, touch yeah. that button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Grandview is still doing their stuff on Saturday. Uh, four to whenever. Uh, fourth annual Pequot Lakes Halloween event. That's what it local here. So trick or treat. That's the community action. Community action. One. Yes. Perfect. Mission yeah, Tavern trunk or treat. About that. 12 to 2 p.m. games, prizes, fire trucks, and of course, a ton of candy. Time out. Quit squeezing your water bottle. Sorry. Thank you. Proceed. It, Jacob. <laughs> Spookapalooza. Do you know where well, I love at? it. No, that's a good. How local are you? How local are you, Colton? Where's Spookapalooza? Well, he did it, so yes. Yeah. You should probably know. Where? No, he's looking asking, right now. He's cheating. I'm asking no, you. I'm... Fine. Um, Spookapalooza. <laughs> 
Ernie's. Five rocks. Five rocks. I was close. At least no, I got. You weren't. Okay. It was a good uh, try. And then, yeah. of course, Nisswa Fire Department's Haunted Barn and Hay Rides. I want to mention something again. I mentioned it last week. How many I wish, activities are happening for Halloween? Yeah. Everywhere? I wish I knew more about it, but it sounds like it'd be super fun. The Paul Bunyan Land out, outside of Brainerd now is doing a little haunted. Haunted Paul Bunyan Land? Yeah. I think they've done it a few years. I don't know if that's on the blog, actually. It's like a mini, you um, know, Valley Scare. Sort yeah. Of. yeah. No, I think they do a decent job with it. Honestly, I've I've heard some people that have gone out there and yeah, it's good. I wish I wish I knew more about it, so I apologize for not. But I mean, as a kid, always loved Paul Bunyan Land. Also, I do want to mention the haunted Bobbertown bungalows. Thursday, Friday, and I believe Saturday and Sunday and Sunday. But I believe three of the days are going to be one hundred percent scary like he wants it to be a scary place not for the four-year-old kids i think he's doing something this weekend for just the kids in the courtyard area i was out there the other day there was a few spooky things and don't be surprised if there is a human being that grabs your ankle from underneath a house or a bungalow yeah he's trying to make this thing scary i like that so head to traders grab a few drinks and then go over to oh. the bungalows <laughs> to go through the scariness. I thought he was just saying, so yeah, F that place. No. <laughs> I will never are you, get scared. Are you scared? Are you, do you get scared easy, Isaiah? I don't. Um, what are you dressing up as? Me? Yeah. That's a great question. Do I have to, Thank you. Do, if I'm here tomorrow, do I have, or I mean, if I'm here this evening, do I have to mm. wear a costume? Are you wearing a costume, Colton? I am not. Hmm. I'm sort of scary already as I look. Like, you, you are. A little Oompa Loompa. No, I'm excited for it. I mean, we haven't had a Halloween, I don't feel like this. I mean, last year was COVID. And then the year before was just, you know, the, the area almost rebranding itself, I feel like. It, there was a time where the whole area, Brainerd Lakes area, just like woke up and was like, we have a pretty cool spot. Let's do a bunch of events. And I think the brewery scene helped that a lot, too. Um, but no, I'm excited about this. This area's Halloween. Unfortunately, tomorrow it looks like it's going to rain all night. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday look amazing. You're you guys are quiet. You're a weatherman. I, I'm just as good as a weatherman. <laughs> I look at the iPhone app. So, Colton, why aren't you dressing up? I mean, you're hosting a Halloween party. That's a great question. No, the, the business is hosting a Halloween party. This you is where Colton turns into, I'm just, the, I'm just the owner. I'm the behind-the-scenes owner, you know, because he doesn't want to. I just don't like Halloween. I, no, no, no. I like Halloween. I don't like dressing up. Wrong one. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe that was the boo one. Oh, but but yeah. like scary boo and cool. Um Okay. Honestly, I agree with you. I, I think I do too. I just like the I'm, idea of I'm people not, being I'm together. I'm not the whole dress up whatever. I like going to the parties and events and um, I don't even, I don't even like candy that much, so it's not Yeah. yeah. I just I, I take the opportunity to kinda hang out at home and I know I shouldn't say that, but I'll just let the kids have fun and okay real question then yeah go are you a person that likes the kids coming up to the door ringing the doorbell or are you the person that leaves the candy outside and that just says a sign that says take oh no i'm answering the door are you i'm congratulating I'm them all on their creativity zero and how cute or scary or fun 
they look. And then giving them toothpaste. And then I give them uh, a toothpaste, yeah. Yeah, apples. <laughs> I remember there was a lady in, in Breezy that would give away apples every year, and i just say, no, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd go back to her house every year yeah. just, yeah. just, just to say. Or no, just the applesauce this yeah. year. <laughs> applesauce. That, what, okay, that's a good one. What's the most random thing you got as a kid during, in your trick-or-treat basket? Can you remember? No. No. You say toothpaste. That actually was one, but I that was. I guarantee it. I, was I, it the dentist? Yeah. I was walking around Nisswa. They did a thing. Yeah. Um, Here's some toothpaste. And some the floss. apple was weird. Yeah, I've definitely gotten some apples before. But. There was. I once got an Easter egg with quarters inside of it. So that was okay. interesting. <laughs> I'm it. like, okay, that seems like it's the wrong holiday, if you want to call this a holiday. And I can't eat these quarters. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with this? Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. No? I, don't, I don't remember anything too crazy. I, I mean, this has been a fun episode. It really has. Has I, it? I think so because, you know, yeah. we got off to sort of a slow start. We did. Um, but once we got rolling with Dan and the questions, I think he gave some, an, uh, like, great information, you know. Yeah, Dan, Dan, he's an easy guy to talk to. I mean, he yeah. we could have went all day. Yeah. I was a little sleepy there at the start. I yeah, know. it was all of us, it, you know, and I think we all had to get going here. Um, it's our, I think also these mics are so I'm good. A, I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Me too. Does yeah. my voice sound as good as I think it sounds? It sounds pretty Absolutely. good. Thanks. But I mean, and then yeah, the out and about with Ken Lacey and Lakes Jam, always good to catch up with them. Um, also, fun. we haven't done this yet. Yeah, Colton is looking at what looks like a heartbeat um, rhythm. No, Isaiah's mic is falling right now. Oh, hang on, people. I'm going to talk actually so you don't hear this while he's tightening his new microphone. Sorry, tightening. once again, we're, we're, we're getting this all figured out. Also, thank you so much to Tyler Gardner and Pequot Lake Sanitation. And Gull Lake Sanitation. And Gull Lake Sanitation. He wants you to all be in town for these Halloween festivities. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. I also, I said on the last episode and on the blog, if we missed your Halloween event, I'm sorry. Definitely didn't try to. But I think we have like three or four trunk or treats on there what that are, that that are happening at the churches. But there's like three or four other churches that reached out and said, oh, we're doing it too. And we're doing it too. So Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how I grew up doing Halloween. Like the church that I went to, we, they had like this big event where you would go through all these rooms and there was games and it was like the trunk or treat style. We never really went trick or treating. So that's kind of what I grew up on. But now it's cool to see like you can have all these different facets of Halloween and how to get candy and depending on what you want your kids to be doing. And other than that, what I mean. Yeah, hunting season's coming up. So yes. Get out and buy shells. I was in when it's up to reeds a couple times the last couple weeks, so um, they still don't have shells. I mean, granted, no, I saw shells. I shoot a 270, so I found shells, but it was $70 a box, and I decided to pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait because I think I have enough, but get out and buy ammo. <laughs> Jeez. I was, I was just going to say that one box of 270 yeah. should be. $16? No, more so I was going to say it should last you three seasons with sighting in your rifle. That's true. Yeah, and, that, and then I went home and I, I was like, how many? How much do I have? And then I realized I had two like full boxes. So, so there good. you go. So you're okay. You guys We're are good. boring me. You but can I, put food on the table. We can put food on the table. <laughs> That's all that matters. So Speaking of hunting, I feel like we can announce this as well. I believe it got confirmed this morning that we're going to stay on this outdoor avid, out. what's the word? Avid, avid outdoorsman. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, those people um, Jacob's Alley here. Yep. Next week, we are going to have hunting enthusiast Jonathan Yura on the podcast. I believe it's Jordan. Jordan Yura. Jordan Yura. Uh, next week, we're going to have Jordan Yura on the podcast. Thank you. 
So that's that's a great start. But you guys know Jordan or who he is from another Woods to Water fam, Brandon Headland. He's he's friends with this fella. Yep. And as we as we looked into him a little bit, sorry, uh, yeah, I was creeping on you, Jordan. Um, but obviously not enough to get your name right. Yeah, it looks like he's he really gets gets into that hunting season. Yeah, I mean, super easy guy to talk to. Sharp knows his stuff. I know he's been. Uh, Brandon's gotten the inside angle uh, on on his new property. So yeah, um, yeah, Jordan. I'm excited to talk to him because he he knows what he's doing and local guys. Yes, local guy. I think Brandon's kind of taking advantage of him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, makes sense. Same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colton, right. is uh, what's the water doing a biggest buck contest this year? It's not a bad idea. I think we should. That'd be fun. Like, which of us shoots the biggest one, or our well, followers, listeners? Can I'm going with all Maddie. the above. Maddie's kind of yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. You can put your money on her, and I'll okay. put my money on. I'll put a buck on that. You put a buck on it. Yep. Wow. God, you're so funny. You're, you're so great. Funny. You're great. You're so gonna, funny. Next time, I'm gonna change those around so you're gonna hit it, and it's gonna be like. <laughs> Are you gonna turn off my clapping and laughing? I know. But yeah, we should do a. I don't uh, hate that sub- idea. Submit it. I think we've tried that before, but I I don't hate that idea. Let's yeah. try it again. Let's do it. I'm pretty sure last year my hunting party, not me personally. Um, but the hunting party that uh, I was with submitted the three photos uh, that we got. That, I guess that'll happen. I remember, didn't he Gunther did. always do one in high school? He always he did. did a buck contest. And That's who we need to get on the podcast. Oh, Gunther? Yeah. yeah, so many stories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we only need to do like three different podcasts yeah. just to have Gunther. He's, a, he's a good stuff. dude. Um, lastly, uh, I do want to say that I have spent a lot of time out at the new getaway. Where's um, that at? It's out on Highway 1. I'm sure a lot of us have passed it many times in our life. It has the big W gate fence entrance. Yep, and um, a private golf course. Yep, some friends of ours are part of the group that just bought it, uh, Joe B. Gorgas and Jeremiah Duvall. And I, you know, doing some of their video and photos last week, talked to them about doing the podcast as well, and they're super excited about that. I'm, I'm super excited about what they're doing out there, turning that into a... Um, more of a full-time retreat, getaway, wedding venue. Um, yeah, they've got some pretty cool plans out there, and hopefully we can... They got a couple Sherps, too. They do have a couple Sherps. And if you, you have never one? seen a Sherp, I did not drive it. Jer- Jeremiah drove it. I was in it. Uh, we got some drone footage of it. It's one of those vehicles you have to try um, to air experience. I, you see it. You, you think like a tank, and it, it and you don't think like a tank. You think it's like a tank. <laughs> And it, it 100% is. So I remember the first time I was up at clo- up close and personal with one is we were on out, out in the Whitefish Chain on the sandbar. And all of a sudden, this thing just comes rolling up. And people are like, what is that? Yeah. And the guy's like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. He was driving I, it with his foot. He was sitting on the roof yeah. and driving oh. it with his foot. Oh, see, So <laughs> I would bet that was Jer. I would want I'm just, I'm just so, putting it out there. Yes. Because I didn't need to hear the story. Right. No, just no, as soon as no, you said we'll, you saw we'll one, I just We'll let him I'll tell the story because yeah. he'll he'll tell you. And with Wally Dan here, this is actually a good little transition. Um, he told us the main reason he got a Sherp was to go to those private back smaller lakes for ice fishing that you can't get to uh, public access. Oh. So he loves that, you know, hitting those jumps on the back. Creeks, cricks, whatever you want to call them. On the back creek. Yep, and those sandbars. And, yeah, he, he has fun with that thing, that's for sure. So he's using it to ice fish? Yeah. Okay. He's using it for everything. We just went under a swamp the other day. Like under it? Yep. 
What do you mean under a storm? Uh, well, this thing is about 10 feet tall at least. The water was over the window when we came out of the muck. Uh, it was it was like an aquatic machine at that point. It was a submarine. No, no, those were wrapped too. Yep. Shout out, uh, Shout Chris out. at Graphic Elements. Okay, we've talked too much. Yep. yep. This is a lot of rambling. Check this out. Thank you for listening to the Lick and Listen Local Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a button bar. That what? was that was a button bar. What? One more time. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Lick and Listen Local Podcast. <laughs> So yeah, that was me. If you guys didn't check, didn't catch that, and it was a button bar. You're correct. Yeah, licking um, local, licking local. local. Should we all get some lollipops? Some lollipops. <laughs> I thought we were talking. I thought we were trying to resurrect this whole listen, listen local after dark thing or whatever we were Jesus. trying. The yeah. after hours, dude. We can't even get our own showdown right now. <laughs> so we're not doing anything extra. So yeah, um, thank you, Tyler Gardner, for uh, sponsoring yes. this podcast and the wonderful uh, equipment we have here. So uh, it's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thanks, Tyler. I appreciate yeah, geez, it. Yeah. This is all getting cut out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, back to the thing. We had a great show today. I'm excited for people to hear this one. Um, thank you to Walleye Dan. Thank you to Ken Lacey and Isaiah for going out and about. If you think you should be on Isaiah out and about or whatever we call it down the road, just hit us up. Let us know. Isaiah is driving around the Brainerd Lakes area looking for these little 10-minute updates from businesses and people. And yeah, are you having fun with that? Yeah, it's been fun. We got to, like I said, last time we, we went out with Ken, I got to meet him out in sidetrack. So got to go to different places and Time before that, we were in tr- at Trader, so uh, I'm excited to go do different spots and maybe try some food, and I don't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> Thank you for sticking I, this on me. I'm excited. Isaiah about. loves free beer and food. Colton, yeah. you just nailed the desk. Thank yes, you I for that. I apologize. Um, anything just, else from you before we sign off? I don't believe so. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Listen Local podcast, and we will catch you next time.